Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Manning. This is the podcast to get raw and real about running an online business, living life as an entrepreneur, and figuring it all out as you go. After creating seven figures in my first three years as a coach, doing what I love every single day, I truly believe that you deserve the money, joy, and life of your dreams. I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hey, everyone. I have been really wanting to just stick to what I say I'm going to do more often. And I've been being really intuitive with my to-do list. And then I couldn't think of what to say. Here's what happened to me today though. And okay, let me tell you this whole thing. I wrote down in my planner, right? I've been picking like three important things I wanna do every day. Today was the perfect day to do a live stream. And then you know what happens. You say you're gonna do a live stream. So then you're sitting there trying to figure out what you're gonna do a live stream on. Nothing's coming to you. So a lot of the times when this happens to me, I check my Voxer (laughs) and uh, that's where all my clients message me, right? If you guys don't know that app. So I check my Voxer, I check in with my clients. My clients always give me content ideas, right? Because if they're going through it, why not share it and attract people like them since I love working with them, but nothing really came up. It was a lot of strategy stuff and this and that. And then I start scrolling and this happened this morning too. So I start scrolling And I see a post about how everybody who says this is wrong and this thing that people talk about is like bullshit and this strategy is the way to go and this thing and like so many opinions and so many strategies and so also I cannot handle the hate posts, you know, like, oh my God, I can't stand coaches who do this. Oh my God, I can't stand coaches who do this. Oh my God, I can't stand coaches who do this. It just... It gives me weird vibes. And you know, the truth is, is sometimes some of it triggers me and I'm sure sometimes some of it triggers you guys too. That's awesome. I saw a post here in in the fully free group today asking when you get a hate comment, what does that mean? It means that it's just a chance to learn. You know, this morning it happened to me too. When I was, yeah, I totally agree, Alex. (laughs) I was lying in bed. And I knew I had no client calls this morning. All I had today on the calendar besides to do's was a hair appointment. And it wasn't until 1130. Hey, Catherine. So I knew I could lay in bed, scroll on my phone, take my time. I'm scrolling through my phone. I read a hate post. I read three different strategy posts. I read a post about how this is wrong and this is right. And I feel it just took my energy down. And maybe the learning lesson here is to not scroll. However, I have a lot to say about this. So bear with me if you ever feel like it makes you feel some kind of way. It made me feel kind of anxious. It made me start like my head spinning of all these things. Like, is she right? Is she right? Is she right? What do I think? It also made me feel like I didn't want to write content anymore. Why am I going to even go and write about something? That's how it made me feel. It's like, well, I don't want to go on live stream today and talk about another strategy. Look at all these strategies, you know, like nobody needs to hear my, like it starts bringing that up too. Plus people are using these polarizing posts to grow their groups, but I hate to say it. If you're growing your list based on how much hater age y'all have shared, no, not a good way to build. I actually agree with that too. 
I totally, here's what I wanted to share with you guys though. This is my main message. I'm not trying to say like, now I kind of sound like a hater. Like, man, I hate all the people that hate. Now I'm a hater. <laughs> but here's the thing that I wanted to say is, cause I was starting to feel like, really Taylor, now you're gonna go talk about signing clients or raising your rate. Those are my ideas, right? Maybe I could talk about like, um, you know, what you need to do before you can charge 10K or how to sign clients or the, you know what I mean? I'm like, really, what's the point? Like everybody's talking about all these strategy things. Like, oh, it just feels gross. It feels icky. It feels like everyone has this opinion. Here's what I decided to share with you because while those posts sometimes trigger me and oftentimes do make my head spin, usually they don't affect me anymore. Um, because I know it works for me. I know what I believe in. And I know anytime I do see something that makes me think it's a great chance to learn, but they used to make me feel nuts. They used to make me wonder, is this person right? Is this person right? Should I do this? Should I do that? If I, now, if I keep doing this thing, am I going to be judged? Am I already being judged? Everybody here who is putting themselves on the internet right now is being judged every single day. I'm sure. Okay. So we just got to get used to it. But here's what I want to tell you is none of those people, not even me, are right. Okay, that's what popped in my head. And the thing is, is what I share with you, if I pitch my program to you right now, if I share a strategy with you, some of you are going to love it and you're going to go use it and run with it and get results. Some of you are going to hear it and think, that's not how I want to run my business. That's not the strategy I want to use. That doesn't seem like fully free to me. That doesn't seem like it gives me more freedom. That doesn't sound fun. That doesn't sound easy. Whatever. <laughs> that's okay. Um, and same thing with other people, right? There's these amazing people out there that are all about charging high, high, high end. Awesome. And then there's people that say the best way to go is courses and this and that. Cool. I just want you to know, like, it's not about searching for the person that's right. It's not about searching for the program that's right. It's not about searching for the coach that's right and the best and the smartest. What I share with my clients is what's worked for me and what's worked for my other clients and what worked for me before I was a coach and what worked for my clients when I wasn't even a coach, right? Because I've been doing marketing for my entire life. <laughs> um, and same thing with these other coaches. Everybody's right and everybody's wrong at the same time, right? Like, I just want people to realize that just because somebody's talking crap about charging high end does not mean charging high end's wrong. Or just because people are talking crap about um, manifestation does not mean manifestation is wrong. Or they're saying it about funnels. It doesn't mean funnels are wrong. You have to learn how to just, and, and Jenny, you and I were a little bit talking about this a tiny bit. You just got to learn how to take action and then you decide what works or not, right? It's like, okay, funnels are piquing my interest a little bit. Just go try it. Don't put your entire faith and, and sanity and trust and give your power away to some coach who thinks she knows all the answers and thinks that she knows the number one best and only way you're ever going to be successful and free. Nobody knows it because it's different for everybody. Any strategy can work for you, but it will only work for you when you add your own spin. If you're taking and Amy Porterfield's just a fun example, because most of us know her, she teaches a ton of stuff. I don't really think she's one of those people. It's like, this is the only way, but I don't follow her. But I do know she teaches webinars. If you, and I have had clients do this. They like, not, not recently, but a while ago, I would have clients that are like, okay, I bought Amy Porterfield's course. 
I have the exact same slides that she has. They say basically the same thing. Um, my pitch is exactly the same. My sales page is exactly the same. Why didn't it work? Well, it didn't work because you copied her. It didn't work because you gave Amy Porterfield your power. It didn't work because you literally thought that she knew the one and only way and it's just not true. Okay, I have invested, you know, even $10,000 at a time to learn a single strategy and to master it. And I never, ever, ever have had success doing exactly what a coach tells me to do. You have to trust yourself, especially in the work that we do. Whether you're a business coach, a health coach, a life coach, a relationship coach, or whatever, you're putting yourself out there as a, especially as coaches, but service providers too, especially you high-end service providers, we're putting ourselves out there as leaders and as mentors and as a little bit of like, follow my path, take my knowledge. But if you're delivering everything how someone else tells you to, you're not showing up as the leader, the person with this unique knowledge. Like, do you guys get what I mean? Don't you talk about this all the time or people, people are still not getting it personal experience for me today is like, I saw all these posts and my head's spinning and I'm like, uh, you know, like, does any, I'm, I'm halfway thinking, does any of this even matter? Like, why are you guys wasting your time sharing about this stuff and talking, talking garbage about other people? But you guys, I've had a couple of times in my business where, um, and I was talking to one of my good friends about this, Audrey, um, is, I've had times in my business where I've given my power away and things like work at first, but then it doesn't. And you're, you just don't, you don't feel like a leader. You don't feel like you trust yourself. You don't feel like you know what you're doing. You feel lost. You feel confused. You need permission. If you are on this live stream right now and you feel like you need permission before you take any moves, you're in a very unhealthy relationship with yourself and probably someone else. You know, that's happened to me. That's just the truth. You've got to put your own spin on everything that you do. So when you do read these posts, try not to let them trigger you. Try not to let them think, oh God, now is what I'm working on with my current coach not right? Or is what I'm teaching my clients not right? Or is this thing I was just considering not right? Like who's right? Is it her or her, him or her, him or him? You know, him or me. Like that's, that's how it really starts to feel. Everybody's right and everybody's wrong. Nothing is, you guys are, might think I'm a little bit crazy, but does anyone else ever think this? I often find myself when I get really overwhelmed with opinions and who's right, I remind myself that, anyone else say this? Everything is literally just made up. Anyone, like this whole marketing thing was just made up by someone. You know, like none of it is real. None of it is accurate. None of it is scientific fact. It was just someone made up these strategies and then someone made up these strategies and someone made up these strategies and you've kind of made up your own and this person made up their own. They're kind of similar. Yeah, I, not really. You know, Jenny and Jenny's maybe only heard me say this a bajillion times. Really the only thing that matters <laughs> is one, you're putting your own spin on it, but two, you feel like you're in integrity. There could be a strategy like, um, some of you guys like hating on webinars. I hate people that try to do the perfect webinar. I love webinars. I do them. They've been really successful for me. They're one of my favorite marketing tools. I have a lot of reasons why I don't do webinars how anybody else does. I've never even taken a webinar course, um, because I don't, I want to do it my own way. And anytime I have taken what somebody's told me to do for a webinar and followed it hundred percent, my webinar conversions went way, way, way down. And then I do it the way they told me not to, and they go way, way up, okay? Now, 
am I going through my content and analyzing it and going, where can I be better? Where can I speak to my people more? Where can I add a better, a little, you know, some sprinkles on top of that sales pitch, right? Like, yeah, I do that. I think strategically all the time, but I'm also letting myself get creative. I think that's one reason why I'm an amazing coach. <laughs> Because even though it can be frustrating sometimes, I'm never gonna give you an exact answer of what you need to do and how you need to do it and when you need to do it and where you need to do it, okay? We, we build your strategy together, right? It's all intuitive, it's all strategic, and it's also learn as you go because sometimes you've gotta make a mistake on your own until you really trust the fact, until you can trust that you have to trust yourself. She doesn't stack how top webinar. Yeah, somebody in this group, her name's slipping my mind, but she's really, really good at asking questions. And like, I love her for that. She started asking me a lot of webinar questions and she's like, so, you know, I know you're supposed to do it like this. Is that what, I'm assuming that's what yours look like, blah, blah, blah. One question specifically she asked me is, um, do you make your own slides? She's like, I'm assuming you don't because normally webinars have like, what, 100 slides? And I'm like, my webinars have like maybe 30 slides. And yeah, I do it myself. We have a template and I just fill it in. That's what I did in my hair appointment. In 30 minutes, I mapped out a webinar, <laughs> okay? I just opened up my slide template and I filled it out. And some of the slides are the same slides I've been using for almost a year now. And some of them are brand new, new, new ideas, things I don't know if they're gonna work, things Amy Porterfield would tell me definitely not to do, but I'm gonna do them because it's the tailor spin. It's me trusting my intuition a little bit. And I just fill it out and then I go back through. I think a little bit more strategically. I see if there's anything that I can improve, but I don't have somebody's checklist printed out sitting next to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and even with my clients, like, I feel like sometimes people don't get it when I explain this, but if you're a client, okay, you can send me your posts, you can send me your emails, you can send me sales copy, you can send me, <laughs> you can send me webinar slides, you can send me anything, right? As, as a marketing coach, strategist, whatever you wanna call me, I think that's so important. I've seen how a teeny tiny tweak in your copy can literally make you thousands of dollars, right? But I'm not gonna tell you, here's how you must word this, right? Here's how it must be formatted. I give you options. I tell you how I do it. I tell you how I saw another client do it that was really successful. And I also prompt my clients to think for themselves, right? I think this could be more specific. Like, how do you think it could be? Here's a couple ideas I have, but what do you think? You know, because one thing before I was able to like lay down the law, um, I would see clients that would just like take my stuff and basically reuse it. Not like, not in a total way where it was like, hey, this is really bad. You just like took my exact, but like they just tweak it barely any. It's the same, same word count, right? Same line length. And it's like, that's never going to work. Yeah, they convert, convert really well for me, but like there's no personality in there. There's no, ta not Taylor spin, but if her name was Taylor, there's no Taylor spin. There's no Jenny spin, right? Obviously Jenny doesn't do this, but um, Susie's hair appointment took three hours. Not too bad in 30 minutes. Well, my hair appointment did take probably three or four hours, but I did the slides in 30 minutes. I just, yeah, I just wanna encourage you guys, think for yourself, um, realize that nobody is right, and there's haters about everything, you know? What I hate the most though is when somebody comes to me, especially a client, and I just know that they're so in integrity, I know they're so good at what they do, and I see this a lot with people that wanna charge high-end, they feel so, or, or, not even just charging high end. You guys know, 
I market mostly to people that wanna go to multiple six figures, multiple five figure months, right? It kills me, like literally, clients will come to me and they'll show me or they'll tell me about this comment that was left on their post or this email they got from somebody or this post they saw somebody write and they feel so guilty for wanting to make a lot of money. And it might be they feel so guilty for wanting to charge that much or they feel so guilty for wanting to sell to that many people or like things like that. It's like, how could you possibly feel guilty for wanting to make more money? Like it, and these are people that like are just so good hearted. Like they would do anything for the people that they love or anybody that really needed something for them. They're people that have been giving free content on the internet for like years and they feel bad for selling. And maybe they already let themselves make 10K, but they cap themselves there. Because if they make this absurd amount of money, they're bad. Because somebody wrote a post about it or somebody left a mean comment or somebody wrote this stupid email to their, their assistant or to them and now they feel bad and it just is like, oh my God. And there are people that are doing like real work in the world that changes the world. Like, it's insane, okay? So don't, don't, do not, please do not let yourself feel guilty for that. I mean, you guys, a lot of you have seen, if you haven't, I don't know, message me or something. I have a whole post on why you need to be charging 10K. Here's the thing, whether your work changes lives or not, you're a business, okay? And people have a choice to buy from you. And if you are a human, there's a really high chance you have a family. There's a really high chance that you have bills, okay? And there's a really high chance that you have responsibility. And if you just start running a business and you feel bad for charging, it's so stupid. It's putting, it's putting all those things at risk. It's putting all those things last because you feel bad, okay? You need to be making good money in your business. And also, something that a lot of people think about backwards in this industry is they get excited over hitting six figures. They get excited over hitting 5K months, 10K months. That's a decent salary for people that are in a job, for people that are already getting taxes out of their check, for people that don't have a pl employees, assistants, things like that, for people that aren't literally, because I don't care how much freedom your business gives you, you are on call around the clock. Like if something goes wrong, you're, you're the boss. You have to be there, right? Even if you do have a really free business, you're still thinking about your business. You're still holding space for all your clients. You're still thinking about those kinds of things. You're still the person that when something goes totally wrong, gets up and handles it, right? Um, but I just think about, it, it's like, I'm paying people to work for me who love their jobs, right? Like one of my assistants, anytime I check in with her, because I do not want anyone on my team that doesn't love what they're doing, I will check in with her. Are there any tasks you don't like right now? How do you feel about working for me? Like, what are your feelings? And she's like, literally, I love everything you give me. I love this work so much. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for this um, job. Like that feels good. <laughs> me not being able to pay her next month is not an option. That's fucked up, right? Like people get so excited about making a decent salary and it's like, this isn't a salary, this is business revenue. You know, if you read Profit First, you'll see you, you really are only taking on this, this smaller percentage and you still, you're a CEO. So yeah, you should be making 100 to 200,000, you can make more. But at a bare minimum, your paycheck should be one to $200,000. You know, that's a CEO salary. 
Then you also in your business pay taxes, you need to have savings, um, you need to have an investment account, you need to be paying your team members, you are probably putting some money into advertising of some sort, marketing. Um, you get what I mean? I think people have got this a little backwards. <laughs> Joe Malone, don't feel guilty charging 100 pounds for a candle. I don't see people moaning about them. Why the heck do these women think that they can create posts about coaches charging higher rates like it's a bad thing, so annoying? Yeah. You know, and my clients, right? Like the clients that come to mind for me, a lot of the times it's the ones that don't help people make money, right? Relationship coach, like Gianna, I just love her. I think she's such an amazing, amazing example for a lot of people um, in the world and business owners. Like she is a love coach and she charges, um, well, the last client she signed were $18,000, right? Three of those very quickly. Here's the thing though, is those clients get intense support from her. She has a course that costs less. It's still expensive, it's still an investment. They also get amazing, amazing content from her. But then like, she writes this content all day, every day. Like, it seems like, um, I don't know how she does it because she does have a life, but she has this content going out all the time, right? I do know how she does it. She has this content going out all the time and it's like, you read her, I read her posts. And it makes me think about how to improve my relationship, how to ha um, have better relationships with my siblings, with my parents, right? It, it literally um, motivates me to be a better parent when I am a parent. <sighs> That's huge. And she does that for free, you know? And one of her big whys for charging a lot is so she can go write a book and, and give more free content and spend more on ads and spend more on her team. Like, it's so amazing, you know? And if you're a business coach, you're the person that gets to help those people do those things. So that's why I love my job is like, I'm helping people like her do that. I just get really fired up. Do I think that everybody needs to work with clients one-on-one -on -one and charge really high end? No. And I think when I push that a lot and I talk about that a lot, it does discourage some people or make them wonder if that's the only way. No, it's not. But that's what my people want to do. It makes sense to them. You don't need to force yourself to charge 10K. If it's not what you want to do, I just am not the coach for you because what lights me up, what gets me feeling so passionate is that. Not just because it's really freaking cool to get that amount of money in your bank account in like one second. Also, it costs money to write a book. It costs money to reach a lot of people. It costs money to host events. It's like, I don't know, some of you guys, I, I have no opinion <laughs> on Tony Robbins except for the fact that he has these huge events. He could not host those huge events if he was poor. That is a big risk. Maybe it's not really risky for him because he knows it's gonna sell, but that's a lot of money up front to hold a ton of space for a ton of people. Like, he wouldn't, and people love it. And I, I've never really even followed him or gone, that's why I say I know some people hate him, some people are obsessed and love him. But like, I do know a lot of people's lives have been changed by going to those events. He would not be able to do that if he was poor, right? And the tickets to go to his events are not that crazy expensive either. And they're long events. So it's just cool. To me, that's really cool. You know, I always think, I always think of the impact I want to have in my community, family, friends, circle. And I know that's going to take a certain income to show up for that. When I finally cracked the code <laughs> in my coaching business and I was able to stay fully booked, I had 12 clients at one point, and for probably an entire year almost, I had 10. And maybe if you're not coaching that many clients, it doesn't sound like a big deal to you. 
I also had a time where I had, I think eight to 10, definitely at least eight, but eight to 10 clients. And I was doing a package because I was so weird about money and so weird about not giving enough value. I gave my clients two calls a week. I was doing like almost 20 calls a week just for clients, not to mention team calls, sales calls, all that stuff, right? And I was charging those clients between $1,200 and um, $2,000 total, okay? <laughs> I've been there, I did it that way. I don't like it, I did not make as much of an impact. One of my clients that was at my retreat, she told me, she's like, I'm like, don't, I forget how it came up, but essentially I'm like, isn't it kind of funny how we had a sales call when my program was $2,000 and you said no, but then when I my program was $20,000, you said yes and paid in full. And she was like, yeah. And I think one of the reasons I said no, to be really honest, even though I loved you, I loved what you taught, I resonated with you a lot, I really did wanna work with you. The one thing that really stuck with me that kind of steered me to say no, even though she kind of felt bad saying this, but she's so honest that it's cool. She's like, was I could tell you were working a lot. I could tell you had a lot of clients. Um, you needed to be charging more. I don't think she necessarily said that, but that's what she meant. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and honestly, I'm very happy she signed up with me now because I'm able to give her so much support and I love giving her that level of support because she's paying me for it and she's amazing and it's just so rewarding. But there were times on the phone where like, now? Like the other day I was on a call with a client, like maybe almost 15 minutes longer than we should have been. And Frankie was off of work that day. And I went downstairs and I was like, I was like, like, I'm like, oh my God, I love that client. Like we always stay a little bit longer on our calls, but like, it's fine. It's fun. Like she needed it and I feel really good. But there were times where like a client would stay on for two minutes longer than their call. I'm not, I, I feel sometimes like maybe I shouldn't say this stuff, but truly I remember specifically a time where a client was like two minutes over her call. And I was kind of, I was annoyed and I was annoyed and I was stressed and I, I wanted to say something and I was late for my next call and it threw off my whole day. Like that's how busy I was that two minutes threw off my whole day. <laughs> okay. I truly have moments guys though, still where I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. That makes me seem not perfect. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I don't want a coach that's mad at me for not paying her enough when she gave me the rate. And I don't want a coach that doesn't want to get on the call. Cause you know, if you have that many clients and you're charging that little, come on, there are moments where you're thinking, I wish I did not have to get on this call. You know, if, if I found out that my coach felt that way about our calls, I would be sad, I would be angry, I would fire her <laughs> or him. <laughs> um, I hated calls when I was a VA. You know, when I first became a coach, I thought that I would help my clients do courses. And I thought that my business would mostly be courses and like serving a lot of people in these programs. And I would love to be serving more people in my courses. Like I'm so excited to almost hit 100 in one of them. And actually the other will hit 102. Like that's so exciting. I would love to serve thousands of a year, sure. But um, I don't know. I. I, I really do love the coaching world. I love the one-on-one -on -one stuff, you know? I don't think there's anything wrong with the course thing either or any other route. That's what I love teaching. That's rewarding to me. So when you see me posting, charge 10K, charge 10K, charge 10K, charge 10K, and it's making your head spin, <laughs> okay? You might just not be my person, but I also really want you to know 
it's not the only way and it's okay. However, it's a really freaking amazing way. And if you're feeling called to do it, hit me up, join Six Figure Flow. <laughs> but any other coach too, when they're talking about doing this and doing that and doing this, and you're wondering who's right, none of them are right, including me. You have to just ask yourself, like, what sounds most exciting and rewarding to me? You know, I've mastered the one-on-one -on -one thing. I'm doing pretty good with my courses compared to, I mean, some people see what I'm doing with my courses is like so dreamy. But for me, that's just another area I want to grow, you know? I hated when I had to resent work I was doing because I wasn't getting paid my worth. It feels terrible. Um, I think that's it, guys. I just wanted to share that with you. So here's what I wanted to say, though. I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. Oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. I'm just going to talk about it anyway. I know a lot of you are hopping off. When I first started learning about intuition, it really confused me. It's like, okay, well, if I have all the answers inside of me, right? And I can just trust my intuition. Why do I need a coach? It was very obvious I needed a coach because it's just, I'm the type of person that does. But at the same time, it was really confusing with this whole intuition thing, which I think is the number one most important thing. The thing is though, is that it's just so helpful to have an outside perspective. It's so helpful to have a coach that can give you the options. You know, one of my clients and I were talking the other day, if you don't tell people, if, if all you do is think, I know the answer, I just have to trust myself. You don't know what you don't know. That is the truth, right? So there may be really amazing strategies for you or tweaks you can make or things like that that can transform your business seriously overnight, right? Or over time, either way, um, that you just don't know because you don't know what you don't know. And one thing that somebody said, I guess is the easiest way to sum this up. Because when I heard this quote, God works through people or God speaks through people or something like that, right? And I've always tried to find a way to explain this intuition thing, which for some of you may feel more like um, God's direction to you or, or it doesn't even matter. God, the universe, whatever. It does. It speaks through people. It works through people. And I saw Shauna talk about that. I've heard that quote before and... Um, it never, I never really got it, you know, but it made sense because it's like, I have felt strong pulls before to hire somebody or to even become friends with somebody or to reach out to someone or join their program or whatever. And then they gave me this amazing insight and information that I had no clue of. So I just want to end it with that. Yes, you have all the answers. It's correct. Nobody is right. Nobody knows the correct way for everyone, right? Nobody's strategy is one size fits all. However, there's also no shame in trusting that feeling of getting support from someone. And that could be, you just, you don't get to pick though. You don't get to pick, well, I'm not going to hire a coach, so I'm going to try to be a coach's friend. Or like, you don't get to pick that. You truly trust yourself. Is this, like, I literally ask myself all the time, is this coach my next coach? Is this program the next move for me? Sometimes it's a yeah. And it's like, or you, I like feel of it, like the intuition is like in my belly, right? I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> now is not the time. <laughs> you don't get to pick. You just really have to trust yourself and like practice hearing yourself and practice facing the truth when it's not what you want to hear sometimes. And sometimes it's exciting as well. That's why it's important to ask for help. God is always working through people. Yeah. I've learned this too. Being, some of you might not know this. I'm actually really shy and really introverted. Um, very, a lot of people do not realize this. I'm very reserved, quiet. It takes me a long time to open up to people usually. I've practiced opening up quicker to people 
and, and being more like outgoing and just being honest. And it's been really cool insights I've gotten from people when normally I would have been really quiet and reserved towards them. I've just pushed myself to open up when I feel like it. There's still, as an introvert, there are still times where it's like, I'm just not going to talk back to you. Just not the introvert thing to do right now. <laughs> but there is times like, I'm like, oh, wow, I just opened up and now I got this really cool like idea or tip or insight or whatever from this person, you know? So I've, I've witnessed it firsthand hiring coaches um, people that I've been called to become friends with, which is really awkward, making friends, and also just speaking up and being open to human interaction. <laughs> Any of you shy people out there? Thank you, Hendra. Well, guys, Frankie's home, so the dogs are gonna freak out. We are wrapping up anyway. I hope this was helpful. Okay, guys, bye. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. But before you go, if this helped you find clarity, feel motivated, or learn something new, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a five-star review on this podcast? It would mean the absolute world to me as this podcast is still really new and it would help other badasses just like you find this show. And that is the most amazing thing I could ever ask for. So thank you in advance for leaving that five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.